Are you ready to get the support you need for your author career and life? Join international indie bestseller Angela J. Ford and fantasy author Stephanie Wabwa as they talk all things writing, publishing, and the real life of an indie author. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. Living your best indie life starts here. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show with me, Angela J. Ford. And with me, Stephanie Boisbois. Stephanie, how's your week been? Anything new, exciting happening with you? Super good. I'm super excited that I have finally dove into my novel. I have a title for it. I know last week I said, oh, I want to make sure I have a title for it. So I do have a title for it. I'll be sharing that in time to come. Okay. And I also got started writing. I took, I decided to get a head start on Nano because I didn't want to get to Nano and have this like freak out and just be stuck, you know, just writing down those first words. So I broke that ice with my novel. I got started today. I actually already got in a thousand words. I think I'm going to shoot to have another writing session in. I'm super excited about that. Not having written for several months just because I was only plotting for so long. It's just, it's really fun now, just getting the words out, getting back in that flow and that rhythm of letting these words flow out. So that's really exciting. That's what I've been up to. And what about you? What, you, what have you had going on this past week? Oh, that's so exciting. And congratulations on getting into the writing. So this weekend was actually a really good writing weekend. I wasn't sure if I was going to participate in NaNoWriMo this year, just because I have a book that I'm wrapping up. But over the weekend, I was finishing it up and I realized I really have one chapter left to write and then all the rest is editing that draft. So what I think I'm going to do is go ahead and participate in NaNoWriMo and I'm going to write book two. So that is the goal. So I'm really excited about that. It'll be nice to get into writing and nice to capitalize on the excitement about novel writing uh, during November. Well, that's really, really fun. I'm excited. I just, I know that you're a rapid releaser, so that's going to be really fun just to know that, okay, I finished book one. Pretty soon I'll have book two in my hands. It's all about Dark Fate. I cannot wait for that. And today what's exciting is we're about to have a really awesome interview with a great friend of ours, Shayla Raquel, who has just released the 10 Commandments of Author Branding. Super excited to have that conversation with her. She's about to come on. Great. Well, let's head into that interview with Shayla. Today on the Indie Author Lifestyle Podcast, we have a very special guest, Shayla Raquel. She is an expert editor, seasoned writer, and author-centric marketer. She works one-on-one -on -one with authors and business owners every day, and a lifelong lover of books. She has edited, get this, over 400 books and has <laughs> launched several Amazon bestsellers for her clients. Shayla, it's so great to have you on. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much for having me. And congrats on uh, Indie Author Lifestyle, the website, everything. I'm in love with it. It's awesome. Thank you. It's been fantastic. Such a fun journey. And yeah. so glad to be doing this with my co-host, Stephanie Boisbois. Doing an amazing job too, Stephanie. Yes, yes. So excited it. to be on here with you. Aww. I'm excited too. I've got... Um, so many things to talk about with you guys and I know you guys have lots of excellent questions and I've had my caffeine for the day and I'm just like I'm ready to go. Awesome good deal well we are going to be talking about your brand new book The Ten Commandments of Branding for Authors and I absolutely love it I have read almost all of it. Oh. 
through the Ten Commandments. Tell us kind of about your inspiration for it and why you decided to get this out. I know you've been helping so many authors and kind of preaching about what they should do. Yeah. Let me finally pull it all together into a book. I mean, you have to realize I've been talking about this stuff for years. When I say talking about it, I mean writing blog posts, doing interviews, speaking on this at workshops, conferences, writers retreats. I've always talked about it. In November of 2018, we have the lovely National Novel Writing Month. And I was just so frustrated because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to write about. And so finally I was like, something isn't clicking with the fiction right now. Everything I try to do with fiction, is just not working. Maybe I need to switch into nonfiction. And this kind of stinks because I can't quite remember what clicked for me. But I realized I should write something about book ambassadors. I'm always preaching about book ambassadors. I should just start writing something that can help authors. And so it just slowly but surely started morphing into a something, you know? And I just kept working on it and working on it. And then finally, I thought, I gotta think of a title for this. I gotta figure out what is this? What is this thing that I have made? And I realized, you know, rules, I hate that, I don't like rules, okay, what else can we call this? It's something else, it's something else. And then finally I realized I'm so passionate about everything that I talk about that it's more than just a rule, like this is a commandment. This is like the number one, or number one through 10, numbers one through 10, things that you really, really need to do when it comes to branding yourself as an author and putting your book out there for the world to see. And so it all started in November 2018, and then it just, almost a year later, became a book. So thank you, National Novel Writing Month, even though I didn't write a novel. <laughs> but seriously, no, I fantastic. think that's super awesome. Thank you. I think that's really awesome that you, that you settled on that, just because I think that a lot of us authors, when we dive into the journey, that's the one thing we don't think about. Like we think about the fun stuff, you know, we think about let's write the story. We don't think about, okay, what comes after? Yeah, because that's pretty important. And I think I would just, you know, start off with my first question for you would be, what do you believe is the one important thing that authors don't think about with their branding that does the most damage to their brand in the long run? Because they don't think about it. The easiest answer for you is authenticity or the lack thereof. So it's the first thing that I start um, talking about in this book. When I say authenticity, I literally mean being yourself from day one. I don't care if you are talking about social media, if you're talking about an email newsletter, if you're talking about the tone in your book, if you're talking about you speaking at a workshop or just doing this interview here, the way that you are right now, Stephanie, should be the same way if you were standing on a stage doing the keynote about your book to a thousand people versus if it was you and me sitting in a coffee shop talking about it. You should be the same through and through. And what so many authors don't, they just race to social media, they race to publish their book, they race to all these things, but they don't start with the foundation of authenticity. And so what I mean by that is, who are you really? What is it about you as an author that makes me want to hear from you, see you, learn from you, be entertained by you? Everybody seems to think, I have to talk about my book 24-7. And then they sit there and they think, why won't anybody buy my book? Well, it's because you're selling to me 24-7 and I haven't had a chance to get to know you. So if they would be authentic and they talk about their passions and hobbies and failures and successes and all those things that make them them <laughs> make them unique 
that's what's going to draw me to you as a reader. That's what's going to turn me into a book ambassador, a loyal reader who fangirls over your book and tells the world about it. I love that. And I love that you also practice what you preach because I remember meeting you on Facebook back in 2015. And one of the things that really struck out to me was that you were just very authentic and it comes across in your book and in your writing, you're just very approachable and very authentic. And just the funny little things you say, like throughout <laughs> the book, like it just makes me laugh. And I'm like, this is so fun. Like, it's true that you're authentic. And I think about that. And that's a good thing for writers to take away is if sure. you're coming off as authentic and approachable and creating that friendship with your fans, it makes a massive difference in yes. selling books. And that's huge. And another thing I want to kind of dive into, another thing you talk about, which I've had my back and forth struggles with, is social media and how to use that uh, to actually be effective as an author uh, yeah. versus just kind of, I don't know, just throwing things out there and feeling like no one's listening. What kind of advice do you have for just diving sure, into there, So, so the first thing you have to understand about social media, Jane Friedman is the one who taught me this, but it's the lifeline to your readers. And so without it, there is no lifeline to them. But here's where things get really difficult for us as authors. We're told by marketers, you need to be on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest and YouTube. And then before you know it, you're just like, who has time for all that? I, I can't do all of those things, but I, maybe I understand the importance of social media. And so first you have to figure out what is at least one, and if you're just really on a roll too, but at least one platform you could stick to and really enjoy. Not what somebody else tells you you need to do. What is one social media platform that's fun for you? If it's fun for you, then you're not going to want to pull your hair out all the time. It's actually going to be something where marketing can be fun and authentic for you. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is but where is that balance between, I feel like I need to be posting all the time, but I also am getting drained from social. Where is that balance? You are in charge of that. Nobody else. And I will give you a secret that I mentioned in the book, Buffer, which is, you know, like the leading social media scheduling platform has the most fantastic stats on there regarding social media. And what we found is that, you know, originally and Angela, Stephanie, you two might know this, but originally when we were looking at like Facebook author pages, we were told like post all the time. You know, I was told post three times a day. That's what I had read from marketers. And so it was just draining me and I hated it. And there was no inspiration. Well, Buffer comes along and they do this big fat study and they tell us, um, actually, if you're posting less frequently, you have higher engagement versus people who are posting too frequently. So that almost gave some of these authors this big sigh of relief, like, oh, I don't have to post 5,000 times a day. So the point is, be on social media, be, be there, have that lifeline to your readers, don't let it overtake your whole world. No one's gonna die if you don't post for three days. Like, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna, like the world isn't gonna explode. It's gonna be fine. In fact, I skipped a couple of days posting this weekend and it's like, I'm in the middle of a book launch and I didn't post anything about it for a couple of days. You wanna know why? Let me tell you why. One, because I had a sinus infection. <laughs> so I was like dying. But then two, I left my house Saturday and I hung out with my niece. I took her to the mall. I took her to lunch. I went and enjoyed myself. Don't forget that yes, social media is important, but if you let it rule your life, when are you gonna have time to enjoy it? 
So I hope that answers your question, but really I, you kind of just have to give yourself permission. Quit listening to what everybody else says. Give yourself permission to be on social media when you can. Don't go dark for a year because then no one's going to know what's going on. But just don't worry about it if you can't post every day. I love that. Fantastic advice. I get on rants about that because I'm no, like, you I do not do have to post so every day. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Like, no one's going to just, I don't know. Like, you, the least, the worst that could happen is you might lose a few followers. Like, who cares? You'll gain more. It's, it's really not a big deal. I really love that you touched on the fact that sometimes it's okay to unplug and actually go live your life. Like we're not just, we don't live in the world of, okay, I write all day and then I promote all day. It's like, there's a world out there besides just what you're crafting. Right. So I yeah. think it's really awesome that, you know, you touched on that. And the fact is too, is then when you're out there, you can come back and kind of incorporate that back into your brand. Like, you know, this is what sure. I do on an off day. This is my behind the scenes in my life, so to speak, you know, and right. introducing that to your fans and allowing them to know the real you, you know, right. you don't just sit behind a desk all day, but you also, you go spend time with your niece. You go spend time with a loved one. Yeah. You go and you need that time away because if you aren't unplugging, if you aren't practicing self-care, how are you going to have time to come up with more ideas for your book? How are you going to have that time to sit away for a couple of hours and write if you're so busy planning out your next Facebook post. And the reverse is true. The reverse is you have to look at it from both angles, you know? So yeah, I hope, I mean, social media is super important, but so is like, you know, taking a nap and I don't know, eating food <laughs> and spending time with family. <laughs> I totally so. agree. And I have a question for you when it comes to prolific authors, right? So, I mean, for those who are new in the game, they're kind of lucky because they're kind of basically starting off a blank slate and they can start mm -hmm. writing right? But for those who are already 10, 15 novels in, or maybe five novels in already, and they already have a list of 10,000 people that, you know, they're, that's already part of their fan base. What would you say, um, what would you suggest for an author to do if they're already prolific, but they don't have that established brand, right? They've kind of been throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to see what sticks. They've been switching it up every single time they put out a new book. And, you know, when they're in different uh, different scenarios, they they put on a different hat, so to speak. What would you say to authors like that who are already established in their career, but maybe don't have a well-established brand? So what you mean is that, you know, they've already got all these books out. And are you saying as far as the established brand that you're talking about who they are as a person, not just yeah. like the social media stuff and email news? Are you talking about how, like for people who publish different genres, maybe, or... Um, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I understand your question. No, I got you. Both different genres, but for someone who may have not taken all of that uh, as seriously, right? As like it's um, advice in the book, like you know, establishing yourself the same throughout, but having these platforms, having um, just having that consistency and that same authenticity, no matter where you are, for authors who may not have done that, right? Like they in don't have life, a. You just session. start. You True. just do it. And I hate that because it's way too simple. You want it to be something that's way bigger than that. Like, you know, you want it to be like, okay, well, first you sit down with this really, really long, like this big notebook and you outline all this stuff for three months. This is going to be your three month strategy. To, no, you just do it. <laughs> so like, let me give you an example. And, and I know it's not the perfect example, but originally when I first started, 
2013, uh, not, I started the publishing industry in 2010, but 2013, when I started my own business, it was called Curiouser Editing LLC. And I originally, you know, I really pushed that. That was my domain name. That was the Twitter handle, Instagram, everything. But you know what I found is that people would tag me. They would tag my name. They would introduce my name. They'd always forget Curiouser Editing, let alone learning how to spell it, you know. So then, um, I honestly cannot recall when it was. I think it was 2016. Um, it's kind of a blur, but I completely rebranded uh, re and I changed everything to shaylarakel.com, all of my everything. Now realize I already had a good three and a half years worth of people following me. I had the email newsletter, I had my website, I had all these social media channels. So I had this risk of if you're rebranding and you're trying to. <laughs> completely rename yourself everyone's gonna freak out and they're all gonna unfollow me and I'm gonna have to start from scratch and that didn't happen it really didn't in fact everybody was really excited about oh I love this I love your new logo I love your new name I love all that and it wound up being a no-brainer for me and, and for me I am not yes I have my daily planner all that I'm a very like just do it don't think about it too much, just do it. And so when I rebranded, it was just kind of like a one and done over the weekend kind of thing. And, you know, I think because I didn't spend months and months dragging it out and thinking about it, it was a lot, it's kind of like a ripping the bandaid off. And so it worked out really well for me as I morphed into not just an editor, but an author, a marketer, a speaker. And so when you're looking at these people who like me, they already had this established brand, they already had these subscribers already had all this other stuff, but now they need to kind of, you know, retrain their followers or try a different avenue. Just, I'm sorry, but just do it. Don't, don't, if you spend forever trying to plan it all out, it's not going to happen and it won't go the way you thought it would. So just let it happen. Just go ahead and do it. Rip the bandaid off. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And I think that makes so much sense. Just kind mm -hmm. of talking about I feel like a lot of times, even myself, I can overcomplicate something by thinking about all the steps to do it when honestly, all I need to do is just do it. Like yes, just start writing, just like put that post up on social media, just yeah. publish on the website already and stop overthinking it. But I right. think that's great advice for writers because we just kind of Sometimes we just get stuck in our own heads and in the process and think, oh, I need like a million steps, which is why I love that your book is just the 10 commandments. It's just like 10 things for you to do. And then at the end of each chapter, I also like how you have the, the action steps for them to yes. take and like questions they can ask so they can just get it done instead of just overthinking it. And you know, that was an excellent tip that came from my beta readers. I had a few of them who were like, oh, I'd love it if you'd sum up each commandment tips. And I was like, that's a genius idea. So my beta readers are really great about that because at the end of the commandment, you think, oh, I have all this cool stuff to do, but wait, what was it again? And instead, so you had these action tips where you could, okay, cool. I can do this, you know, this weekend. And it's fun. That was the biggest thing because if you look at a lot of nonfiction books especially when you're heading into the realm of marketing it can get dry it can and so my biggest goal was to make it fun and witty and humorous and just very Shayla <laughs> and if you and you two both know I mean how I talk in that book is the same way I'm talking right here it is just how I am and so I think that that did help a lot to kind of break up the monotony of the dry stuff that you can get into when you're talking about marketing advertising branding etc 
That's super awesome. And Shayla, I would just like to ask you, so for our listeners right now who may not either know about much of what you've done as far as like branding and things like that, um, what would you suggest to them? What is a brand? You know, like having an author brand, what is that and what makes that up and how can they go and start about building that if they're ready to take that step? So the, what you'll see a lot when people are talking about author branding, they want to really try hard to complicate it and turn it into something that it's not. And at the end of the day, you, the author, are the brand and the book, your book, is the product that simple. <laughs> it is that easy. So one of the games that I kind of played in this uh, book is I, t- I told them about this time I would have been 18 at the time I was in copywriting class in college. And so our teacher was teaching us about brand recognition, uh, recognition. And so she said, I'm going to call out an item and you yell out a brand name, the first thing that comes to your mind. And so she said, you know, hamburgers and you hear like McDonald's or five guys or whatever. And she'd yell out coffee, Starbucks, Tim Hortons, Dunkin' Donuts. She'd yell out shoes, Nike, Adidas, right? So brand recognition is teaching us, like, this is what your mind immediately goes to. So I like to play it with authors. So let's do it really, really quickly. Okay, you guys can shout out whoever you've got. All right. Um, Romance. Ooh, Nicholas Sparks. Angela. (laughs) Science fiction. Ooh. Oh my gosh, there's the author of The Expanse. This is a really cool TV show. I cannot remember the author name, but that's popping I'll up. But also, it. like Star Trek, Star Wars, that whole thing. Okay, what about uh, horror? Ooh, Stephen King. King. Right. Okay, what about, um, oh, mystery? Ooh. <clears throat> I had a name. Christine Agatha. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Agatha Christie. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you can keep going and going with this, right? So your job as an author is to be the first name that pops up into a reader's head when they say your genre. And that is like the ultimate goal, right? Can you imagine if somebody said fantasy, oh, fantasy, and they're like, Angela J. Ford. I mean, you would just (laughs) up and down your spine, right? That's what you want, right? So how do you get to that point? Well, you start the foundation, you go ahead and you sit your butt down and you figure out who am I, who am I really, what are my passions and hobbies, what do I write about, and I have a questionnaire in there to help people with that. You got to get that figured out first before you go take off and do all this other stuff with your website, social media. If you've already done it, cool. You might have to just tweak a little bit. From there, you need to have an online presence, okay? As fun as it is to pretend that... (laughs) (laughs) you know, these things don't exist. That is just not accurate. Okay. So the internet is where we can fall into the abyss of cat memes and all sorts of great stuff, but it's also where we sell our books. So you have to get into that, whether it's, you know, your website, um, definitely social media, maybe an email newsletter or something else. Like if you don't want to do an email newsletter, you could do YouTube or you could do Pinterest or you could do also a medium or all sorts of really great options there. It's about getting your authentic voice out there for people to hear or read or what have you. Okay. So those are the two, you start with that. Those are two things. And then the third thing that I feel like everybody wants to just kind of, you know, like, Oh, she didn't say that horrible word. Did she? consistency it's being consistent in all of those things and that is what is so hard for us um 
I always mess up this stat, but it's over 90% of entrepreneurs fail within the first year of opening their own business. And quite frankly, the majority of it, I mean, it's because they quit. They don't stay consistent. They think like, oh man, I should have had enough clients by now. I should have had enough customers by now. The author is the same. He or she thinks, I did Facebook for three months and nothing happened. I did the blogging for three months and nothing happened. You know, a lot of people think I joke about this, but from April through I think it was like September or October of 2013. The only person reading and commenting on my WordPress blog was my mother. And I kick myself for not having taken screenshots of that to prove it. But for months, she was the only voice that you could hear through the cyber or whatever. Okay. And, but I kept at it and I stayed consistent. And thankfully my mom's not the only one who reads my stuff anymore. So that's what you have to do when you're looking at building an author brand. You have to start with yourself. You have to figure out what makes you fun and amazing and unique and or educational or inspiring or entertaining or whatever word you want to use. And then you put that out there for the world to hear, see, read, view, etc. And then you remain consistent. I, I mean, it's that. that simple and it is that hard. <laughs> it really is. That's and I of course there's a lot of other things that go into that. But because you're doing this, you're creating book ambassadors for life. That's what you want. I think that's why when I released Ten Commandments last week, it was just awe-inspiring because, you know, thanks to the book ambassadors I have cultivated over the years, they made it to where I became a number one bestseller in my categories. That didn't happen because my mom was secretly like purchasing 50 copies of my book on Amazon, you know, <laughs> even though she threatened you, well, I can go buy it from this account. I'm like, you know, just, let's just keep it, let's just keep it authentic, mom, you know, let's not worry about that. So, so my book ambassadors are the ones that made that happen. And you guys have seen that, you know, I mean, Angela, of course, I know you have some amazing book ambassadors too. So yeah, that's going to happen because you cultivated that and you've created your tribe over time. Absolutely. And I love that, that key thing. I'm going to go back to it and say it again. It's because that tribe was cultivated over time. It did not happen overnight. And I think that's a word to our authors listening in, just a reminder that these things do take some time. And sometimes it goes faster for other people than it goes for others, but it takes time. But if you get started now, instead of waiting and start building it up, you can make it happen. Exactly. And the more books you publish, the, I don't know if stats is the right word, but just like the better success you'll have because I published the suicide tree nearly one year ago. It'll be one year on the 30th. And the success I've had with 10 commandments has been, you know, double better, so to speak, uh, you know, more successful than, um, what happened with the suicide tree. And that's cause I had a whole other year to continue gaining more followers, to continue helping more people, okay, give, 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 sell, I had a lot more time. And so, you know, when the next book comes out, it'll do even better and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to bring up one thing, and this is also something that you touch on in the book, but a lot of authors talk about how some of them are extroverts and some of them are introverts and how it's a struggle sometimes for them to come across with their authentic voice and really get the word out. So what kind of advice or recommendations would you have for authors who are on both ends? Some that don't want to come off as like too much and overwhelming people and being too excited because they're doing all the things, but the others that are kind of scared to open up their mouths and get out there. 
So when you're looking at the extroverts, I mean, it is not hard for us to just do our thing. It's very natural. Um, if anything, our problem can be probably bragging too much about like this or overselling this or whatever. And so sometimes we have to kind of be humble and and work on that. Okay, channel the um, Kendra, Kendrick Lamar song, you know, be humble and don't let it just take over your feed all the time. I can be bad about that sometimes because I'm so passionate and get so excited. So when you're talking about introverts, because the majority of writers are introverts, I actually had a section um, just for introverts. And so I actually just want to like really briefly read to you what somebody said regarding it because I, I'm not an introvert. I am the polar opposite of that. Um, so there are just a couple things. Mindy Schooneman, who she's doing Adrian's Awakening, which is a YA novel. And then she's the owner of Sincerely Me LLC. She said, if an author is to remain authentic, he or she will still need to decide what causes him or, he, him or her to feel vulnerable online. Mindy says, don't let your fear stop you from going a little outside your comfort zone. There are ways you can put yourself out there without having to put yourself out there. Figure out what's absolutely off limits to your readers and the internet at large. And remember presenting uh, who you are as you are is the best marketing strategy you'll ever come up with. So I like that because for a lot of introverts, they feel like, well, I don't really want to talk about this or that, but am I not being authentic if I don't? Just make a list, set a list of boundaries of, of the things that you're comfortable with and the things that you're not comfortable with and then stick to that. The other one I just want to read really quickly to you. Um, this is some advice that it actually takes up an entire page. Um, her last name is Israel. It's even salt looks like sugar. She's the one that um, she's written quite a few books. I tried so hard to um, make this shorter and I finally gave up because everything she said was so poignant that I couldn't leave it out. And I don't want to spoil it, but let me just read this one part to you because it's going to answer your question about how introverts should deal with things. Okay, so she talks about how I used to wait until the fear subsided before I stepped out into the world, wait until my stomach stopped swirling with nausea and until my hands stopped shaking. I used to wait until my blood stopped racing and my thoughts stopped overthinking and replaying failed scenarios. You know, that's how she felt as a writer. If I put this out there on Facebook, if I publish this book, if I do that, you know, what if it's bad and what if it's this and what if it's that? And so she tried to wait until she could get over that fear, right? So this is what she said, just as the nerves had gone, so was the passion. I was calmer, but the moment had passed and the spirit had left me. She says, um, part of doing something afraid is jumping off the edge without thinking too much about how far you'll fall or how many people are looking or someone will be there to catch you. You just have to leap or else your thoughts will stop you before you come become great. So then she finalizes and she says right here, um, do it while the lightning is inside of you. Do it while your heart is pumping and your blood is racing. Do it without micromanaging every possible outcome. Don't try to figure it all out. Do it without overthinking it. Do it afraid. And I just, I can't say that. I mean, that's not, that's her. Like that is so deep within her gut that I had to print the whole thing because it was, it was just so well pieced together. And she basically is having a call to action to introverts. And she's saying, just do it afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to do these things, even if it 
nauseate you, you know? And I really commend her for that. So because I'm not an introvert, I asked other introverts to do this for me and they just killed it. No surprise. That's so good because I too am not an introvert. And so, so I as well would not be able, you know, to piece that together, but it's just awesome because she really does encapsulate what they go through. You know, it is this great fear of, oh dear God, if I put anything out there, it's going to be this huge thing. And I also don't really want to deal with so many people. I I don't want all this spotlight on me, but I do want to get my books out there. So I think that's super awesome. And something that I wanted to bring into the conversation as well. um, I know we've talked a lot about just the online side of branding, but Mm -hmm. I know you are also very heavy with the local community. And so I want to talk just a little bit about that, like getting involved. And I asked this, as well from a personal angle, because now that I am in Maryland, I'm close to the DC area. I know for me, I want to get more local. I've not done that before. And so just finding a community that I could fit in or or start one if need be, um, you know, what would you suggest to even someone like me who is in a place where they want to start a local community or get involved in one and how to go about that and build their brand through their local area? Man, I'll just preface this by saying the writers group I'm a part of there's no doubt I would not have written the suicide let me rephrase that I would not have rewritten finished and published the suicide tree if it were not for them and I really don't think the 10 commandments of author branding would exist without them so I am the organizer of the Yukon Writers Society in Yukon Oklahoma right outside of Oklahoma City and that's kind of a long story but basically it fell into my lap in May 2017 and I've just had a blast with it ever since so we are a registered nonprofit, and we have three other trustees that help make this organization possible. We offer free bi-weekly workshops every other Thursday night, and then we do three conferences during the year. And our last one of the year was just, uh, goodness, was that? Yeah, two weekends ago. So it was the Rider Olympics. We had a total blast. So when it comes to looking at joining a local writing community, I find one of the most important things that an author can do, which is why I made it commandment two before I even delved into social media or anything, because I wish so greatly that I had been a part of one back in 2013 when I first got started, but I just didn't really know where to look. And I didn't know that there was anything. And here's the deal. The thing like the Yukon Writers Society, when it fell in my lap, They had only had two meetings between November 2016 and May 2017, and they weren't even in Yukon, and they didn't really do anything with writing. So I kind of just turned it on its head and was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out as I go along. And I did, and it just was such a blast, and we have so much fun with it. So if you don't have a local writing community, you know, maybe you check on Meetup, you check on Google, you ask around, and there's not anything there, just start one don't eat just just rip the band-aid and just start one it will grow believe me when we first started we had including myself four people um now we average 20 per workshop and we had nearly 50 at the rider olympics and you have to realize i mean we're in a little town it's not like a yukon is just a, a suburb of oklahoma city it's not like some big, you know, Chicago or something, you know, we still have plenty of, like, there's literally a bunch of goats and cows down the road for me. <laughs> so, I mean, this, it isn't like everybody in the world knows about Yukon, Oklahoma. So my point being, we, 
I was fine being somebody that could organize and take over it and do all those things and delegate. Some people might not want to do that. They might not want to start one that might just be totally petrifying to them. So if you can't find one, like there is just not one in your area at all. See if there's an author friend of yours, a writer friend of yours, who might be kind of like more extroverted and willing to take on that role while you help them. So for example, I'm an extrovert and then one of my trustees is an extrovert. The other two are introverts. And so we work together beautifully because they love doing like the behind the scenes stuff, except I've been shoving them in the stage a lot and it's been really fun. Um, they like doing the behind the scenes stuff that I'm incapable of processing and I like, you know, talking. So, so it works out great. So I am all about the local writing community. You should be a part of that. Absolutely. You should go out of your way to find one. Even if you just go like once or twice a month, just something, anything is better than nothing. So I, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Cause they're, they're your accountability partners. They're, they're, they're your cheerleaders. Um, they're there to just root for you no matter what. We just had one of our um, writing members, her name is Carolyn Blevins and she published Frog Boy, which is a middle grade fiction novel. So good. And I mean, when she released that, she did the big release at Writer Olympics. That's what, how she wanted to do it. She couldn't keep up with everybody. Like they're literally just handing her money because they've been rooting for her for so long. And she, they finally had this book and like some of these people don't even have middle grade kids and they're just like, yeah, I want a copy. I want a copy because they're just your biggest fans. And that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Um, it was just, yeah. So I could, I, I, you, you picked the wrong topic. Cause I'll gush about that and ruin it. Like this whole thing will be Yukon writer society takeover. So I highly recommend it. No, but I love it because I think it's so good for us to also really remember the face-to-face -face local aspect yeah. you know, of relationships and brand. Cause that's a part of it too. You know, it's not just, okay, let me curate this perfect online face, you know, for people to subscribe to and like and follow, but yeah. there are real people you can sit down and have coffee with and say, okay, we do that. <laughs> you know, like, can you read this page? And while you're sipping on your coffee, they're like, okay, so this was great. This ain't we it. Do it. <laughs> We do critiques, we do write-ins. So we all go to the local coffee shop and we reserve, we used to have to reserve one long table. Now we have to reserve two and we all bring our laptops uh, and we sit and we write from six to nine on Saturday nights. See, that is, that's just awesome to me. I, I think that's super great. What are you thinking, Angela? Oh yeah, that's wonderful. Like I love that aspect and it's interesting because when I first started writing back in 2015. It really helped me get over the hump and like actually finish my book because I had a group to go to. And because yeah. on Sundays I knew I would go and I would write for two, three hours and that made it happen. So yeah, I'd highly recommend getting involved in the local writing community or starting something if there's not something around you. Like it's, it's so helpful. Agreed. Okay, awesome. Well, I mean, I just think that this has been really great. Um, you know, Shayla, you've really kind of opened our eyes, you know, and I'm sure <laughs> definitely the eyes of our listeners as well, as far as like author branding, because it's important, you know, it's not just reserved for athletes and, you know, just these other business owners. I mean, 
it it also matters for authors we need to take our brand seriously and establish ourselves you know so that like the game we just played you know when you know a genre pops up you know readers are like oh you know, so-and-so is my favorite author, you know? Um, and so I think, you know, just thank you for coming on here and having this conversation with us and, you know, chatting about the 10 commandments of author branding. I think it's super awesome because this is going to be a great resource for authors. I just, without a doubt, you know, we, our community needs it. So thank you <laughs> for blessing <laughs> us with something so awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, I've had a blast writing it and I, I mean, I'm telling you, I know it's cliche, but my biggest goal well I, I did have some big ones but i have this really like weird goal so i want to receive 100 emails or messages that specifically say your book helped me and here's how i know that's weird but like that's what i want i want to have 100 messages or emails where like this your book helped me and it and so i was like I, I probably need to kind of tweet that a little bit to where i could include like the reviews as well i was going to include social media posts and there is no way i could keep track of that <laughs> so that's i mean that i want this to help people because i'm so sick and tired of these market errors or these like big 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 name authors trying to push all this stuff that just it isn't authentic to that author and they feel bad because they feel like, well, I didn't invest $5,000 in Facebook ads this month. I'm a failure. <laughs> you know, Like I don't want them to feel that way. And so I, I'm so grateful that I got to talk to you guys about this book. It means the world to me that you all would have me on this podcast because I'm big fans of you both. So thank you very, very, very much. Yeah, this is absolutely awesome. And we'll have all the links to your website and to buy the book um, at the in the show notes. And so, um, yes, yes, it is fantastic. So yeah, I know your website is shaylaraquel.com and any other links where you want people to reach out? Or go to? Depends on what you're in the mood for. If you're in the mood for some uh, Instagram photos of my three uh, babies, uh, Wednesday, Chanel, and Baker. You might want to head to Instagram at ShayleeRaquel. Uh, well, okay, whatever. At ShayleeRaquel, whatever. Uh, Twitter, if you just want to see me post some of my favorite articles, it's the same tag. Facebook, I like to kind of do little rants and little micro blog posts and stuff like that on Facebook. Um, as far as anything else to give to you, oh, I know. So, when you get the Ten Commandments of Author Branding, you will notice that I talk about a very specific URL that's mentioned throughout the entire book. It's called shaylaraquel.com slash commandment downloads. On there is just a heck of a bunch of freebie printables that I discuss throughout the whole book. So it's really, really helpful. I think you guys will like it. All right. Nice. Great. You can get that link too. You know, now wait a minute. Is that something where they have to read the book? before they can like link over there oh, i'm a giver what can i say <laughs> <laughs> i i know i know how it's gonna go i already had i was in the middle of creating it one of my authors was like you don't happen to have a list of hashtags for authors do you and i was like in fact i just created 55 please hold <laughs> i didn't even like tell him he i already knew he was buying the book i don't care so <laughs> 
it's fine. It leads them to my website, and I'll have a link there to, in case you don't have the book that talks about all this free stuff. Hitch, hitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. So listeners can find that by going to indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash 005, and we'll have all the show notes, all the links, so you can go and explore and definitely get your copy of the Ten Commandments of Author Branding. Go ahead and download it, read it, and actually take action. And then shoot Shayla an email when you get done and let her know how it helped you. Yes, please do help me reach my goal. I might like print all of them and create some type of collage. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like an extroverted thing to do or a narcissistic thing. I'm not really sure which. <laughs> Let's not try to, you know, psychoanalyze that. <laughs> Thank you both so much for having me. This was a blast. I am a huge supporter of both of you. I love what you guys are doing with Indie Author Lifestyle. Way too cool. Love it. Well, we're so glad. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Absolutely. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms doesn't have to be lonely or hard. We have an awesome community where we chat daily, write together, and motivate each other. To be part of this vibrant community of indie authors living their best bookish life on their own terms, go to indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash inner circle for more information. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love to hear more from you. Leaving a rating or review helps us to create more great content like this. Be sure to rate this episode and subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. See you inside the community.